When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about branding, marketing, and how it ties into the customer experience with Christoph Trapp who is an author. We'll get to him in just a moment. Before we do that, a couple of quick announcements. If you've got an amazing story or a question that you would like to ask, please do it on any of the social media channels. I'm everywhere. And if it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep. I'll either answer it there on my blog, my newsletter, on this show or my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Roku, Apple TV, and go to beamazing.tv to cap catch the latest episodes. That's beamazing.tv. And before we get into the interview, I want to take a moment to say thank you to our sponsor, Text Expander, which is a productivity tool that will really save you hours of repetitive work. It takes content that you type again and again, and with just a few keystrokes, will drop it into almost anywhere you type, such as email messages or text messages or social media, whatever you do. Very easy, simple to use. More about that in just a bit. All right, it's time to get into our interview with Christoph Trapp. Christoph, welcome to the show. Nice to see you, Shep. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I know we can see each other while most of the people, uh, actually pretty much everybody who's listening to the show going, well, we can't see him, but that's all right. And I made the comment when we got on the call today because we can see each other through Zoom. You could be my evil twin or I could be your evil twin because we look pretty much alike. (laughs) Same hairline. That's- we we got the bald haircut going, and that's the only only thing I can pull off these days. <laughs> bald brothers from different mothers. So, <laughs> you know, I look at your background, and by the way, you've written a book, is Marketing a Good Career, and you can get that book at Amazon, I assume? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And everywhere else books are sold, uh, just ask for it by name, and that's great. We're going to be talking, we're going to not be talking so much about a career in marketing as much as how... I believe customer experience, which includes customer service, is marketing. I've been saying it for years. This is some of your best marketing opportunity is create the experience that makes people say, I want to come back, share it with others. So why don't we why don't we go straight straight there? Uh, I'm gonna get right into it. What is why is it important for a good customer experience to have the right people on a marketing team? Well, I mean, first of all, you have to understand what your customers actually want, Chip, and then you have to kind of deliver that experience nonstop. And you're so right that customer experience, it is it is marketing, right? I mean, I just had this happen the other day. I'm currently deciding uh, what am I going to do, Shep? Sunday night ticket, uh, Sunday, um, what is it called now? Sunday ticket. Sunday ticket is going away from DirecTV. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go, right? What is For Sunday baseball? ticket? So Sunday ticket is the NFL, oh, all the NFL okay. games. 
So I watch that on DirecTV. I also watch baseball on DirecTV and the NHL, right? I'm a big New York Rangers fan. But now I'm trying to figure out where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Sunday ticket moves to YouTube TV, but not everything else. So I'm talking to all these companies. I'm trying to figure out what are my options. And some of the experiences, I'll be quite frank, they're horrible marketing experiences. They're horrible customer experiences. I can't say anything good about some of these companies because they can't even give me the right answer. They can't even give me a timely answer. I'll give you an example. I was on text message yesterday, actually, with uh, one of those companies, and they wouldn't say anything other than, I'm here to help you. Thank you so much. Give me a second. I'm here to help you. I'm like, are you Were you serious? talking to a chat bot or were you talking to a human? A real person. I was moved on to a real person and they weren't helpful. It took forever and ever. And it's just, you know, we have to create those experiences that make it easy, that make it simple, and that also make it as quickly as we can make them. I get it. Some things can't happen in five seconds, but they shouldn't take an hour. Right. Yeah. When you show a disrespect of the customer's time, that's friction that makes people want to move on. Uh, Let me ask you a question. So you've called these different companies. You've had these terrible experiences. If one of them said, oh, yeah, we have uh, what was it? uh, Sunday ticket. Is that uh, Mm -hmm. we have the Sunday ticket package. Um, Even if they treated you with disrespect by making you wait, maybe they gave you bad information. Maybe you had to talk to three people at that point. Would you still do business with them? Well, it depends. So Sunday ticket is kind of the the outlier, right? Because YouTube TV will have Sunday tickets. So I will probably go to YouTube TV, even if they're halfway difficult to work with, because I want to watch that game. But the real where the decision comes in is for baseball and hockey. And so I'll give you an example. I called, I talked to DirecTV. And to answer your question, at the end of the conversation, I go, they couldn't help me with anything. They weren't helpful. And I said, please turn off my auto renewal for extra innings. So in other words, I just probably just stopped my relationship with them just because they made it so difficult, right? And if they would have answered my other question, I probably would have just moved on and said, okay, interesting. Uh, but they they wanted me to call somebody and I've been texting with somebody for 30 minutes. So I think it depends on what the product is. I think it depends on how bad do we want it? Uh, how many options are there? Um, and, you know, all those different things go hand in hand. But if the product is available in other places, the experience absolutely is a differentiator. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Um, so it's interesting you would say that. I mean, it was kind of I, I don't really like to diss any company. That's for sure. I'm going to bet that there are people at DirecTV that could have given you the answer that you wanted in an, in an expedient way. Um, it's just so many times people are on the front line and. Granted, that's a big company. Do you feel you were talking to somebody here in the U.S.? Were you, was it being offshored? Was it uh, sometimes it's not even so much whether uh, you're talking to an independent third party providing the service. It's and they could be nice. They can speak well, but they don't give you the answer you want or the answer you need. Or or to make it even worse, don't even understand what I'm asking. <laughs> That's yeah, that's not good. Well, let's move on to a different a different topic. Um, so the marketing team. Um, I've got some uh notes here: value, skills, alignment, philosophy. Let's talk about some of these words that I think are important in marketing and how they translate over to the customer experience. Yeah, the biggest thing is I think marketing needs to help customer experience understand the story. What are we about? How are we going to 
work with people? What's the storyline? And every company has a story, Chef. And, you know, some companies, they sometimes struggle coming up with it. But what is that storyline that we're trying to get people through and and also let them experience? I'll give you another. I'll give you a positive example. Apple. I mean, their storyline is just like great experience, super easy, super expensive, too, if you, if you let them. But, you know, it's just super easy to work with them. I mean, you text them, you get the answer in five seconds. If you want to send in your old phone, you send it in, you get a new one in you know tomorrow or if you're in a bigger area you can just pick it up um, but you have to have that storyline throughout every experience with a customer it can't just be me sitting here in my marketing office and i go uh, oh this is the story you know this is how we uh, how we want to be seen and then nobody else behaves in that same way yeah uh, my friend Brittany Hodak, who just came out with a book uh, titled uh, "How to Create Super Fans" or something like that, mm-hmm. your su- super fans. I, I'm looking around because usually I have a copy of her book, uh, but I, it's probably in the next office over. Brittany's uh, that's you know in the S for super fan. It's her super. It's her supermodel. S U P E R. S is your story. Do you have a story that's compelling to make people want to come to do business with you? And then what does the U stand for? Understanding your customer's story. What's their journey like? What are they going through? Why is it that they even be interested in you? And when those two intersect, magic happens. You know, and when you just mentioned that, what came to my mind is Mark Schaefer, uh, the marketing uh, expert out there. Mark's a good buddy of mine. You know, he's the one who said, stop talking about creating your why, figuring out your why. Nobody cares about your why. What's the customer's why? And like that article just stuck with me, honestly, because it's like, yes, I want to know my why. Why do I want to do things? But my customers don't care about my why. They care about their why. And how do I help them reach their goals? And and uh, that's just like that article stuck out with me to begin with. And when you said that, I was like, yep, that back top of mind for me. Yep. Mark's got a brand new book out. I actually do have that one sitting here called Belonging to the Brand. And it's yep. all about creating a community. Um, yeah, Mark's a good buddy. You made me think of something. Are you familiar with Dr. Ted Levitt from Harvard Business School? So senior Harvard, uh, he's passed away uh, a number of years ago, but he had a great line. He would ask people what the function of a business is. And, a, and this was the why, you know, why are you in business? And people would think to make money, to make a profit. And if you ask, if you go on the street, nine out of 10 people are going to ask or answer that question that way. And he said, the function of a business is to get and keep your customers. The goal is to make money. And if you confuse the function with the goal, you're not going to reach your goal. So a lot of times the why, not every company, but a lot of the why behind it is I want to create a product. I want to build a company that's profitable, that will allow people to work and make a good living, allow me and my family to make a good living, maybe become really wealthy, okay? That that's a why, okay. I would say maybe another person today, like you look at Tom's shoes. Every time you buy a pair of shoes, we give a pair away. Maybe they they want to be profitable, but at the same time, they want to make impact in the world. You know, Sir Richard Branson with his uh, Virgin United, a very very charitable um, organization. So sometimes the why is is something that is customer focused, and when you get the customer focused why answer that's when you start to build this community, these, these evangelists that follow you. If I'm a cosmetic company and I use Lush Cosmetics as an example of one of my books, um, 
they, um, you know, they don't do animal testing. Well, I'm going to attract customers who that's really important to, regardless of the price. And so the why becomes extremely important. But the getting and keeping customers back to what you do for a living, that's marketing. <laughs> it's that simple. I mean, it is. And, you know, but 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 when you think about marketing in some companies, Shep, you know, it's top of the funnel, bottom, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel. And then we don't even talk about the bow tie funnel in some companies, right? Where you talk about how do we keep customers? And that's why it's so important for companies to actually implement that funnel, the bow tie funnel, and not just the, hey, let's get you in the door. And once you're in the door, you're, you know, you can do whatever you want and and we don't really care about you anymore. Um, and I think good marketing teams consider the entire experience, the entire journey. And then, of course, get everybody on the right page. Uh, and I'll give you another example. Marketers are, many marketers are good storytellers. And there's a lot of people who are not good storytellers, right? But they can be if you teach them, if you help them understand how things work and and they can have that right uh, storyline going. And I think that's really, really important, not just to think of marketing as, Let's push people in the door. But how do we also help customer success? How do we help customer experience, customer support? Anybody that's talking to your current customers, because as you know, and I know, it's much cheaper to keep customers than to bring in new ones. Yeah, amen to that. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to start off with uh, an intriguing uh, idea. Uh, it's not my idea, um, but um, I think this would be a great way to kick off the second half of our interview. It ties in to exactly what you're talking about, getting and keeping your customers. And if that's important to you and you know it is, then you're going to come back in about 60 seconds. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Let's talk about Text Expander, a tool that allows your team to eliminate repetitive typing with just a few keystrokes. Anything you type over and over, such as customer responses, will be at your team's fingertips so they have the power to do what they do best, just faster. Quickly reply to emails and chats from a library of responses that you create, completing answers to common questions and issues. Your entire team stays on the same page with the same common responses that can be personalized on the fly. And it's simple to use. Type commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation of just a few letters and symbols. Share the snippet with the team. When you type the abbreviation, it triggers the snippet and the content expands anywhere you type, including email, chat, or social media. It's that easy. Just go to www.textexpander.com to learn more about this amazing and productive tool. Sign up for a year and get 20% off. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking to Christoph Trapp. We're talking about marketing. We're talking about customer experience. And yes, they do intersect in a big way. Um, I want to start to tell you a little story, kind of a story. A friend of mine, Tom Baldwin, was the CEO of Morton's when I first met him. Today, he's the CEO of Benihana's. He believes in creating the experience. Uh, one of the things that he said is, is uh, well, I believe the best marketing you have is when people, your customers, guests, clients, whatever you want to call them, are out there telling others about their experience with you. And Tom's idea was that our best marketing department, our best advertising even, if you want to say, is our front line that's dealing directly with customers. In other words, servers, bellmen, uh, and and people behind the scenes who are back of the house creating the experience with the food, 
you put it all together and people walk out and they become your best marketing. Any thoughts about word of mouth marketing and how you can make more of that happen? You know, unfortunately, the truth is, Shep, that people will only share their opinion when it's really, really bad, their experience, or when it's really, really good. Not like me, I will share my, my opinion for everything, middle of the road. I'm the only person in the world who gives three-star reviews probably. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, most people will only do that. So I think what you have to do is, you know, you either have to really blow them out of the water or when it's really, really horrible, they will tell everybody as well. But it's really not that difficult to be create, to, to create a great experience. I'll give you an example. I went to the physical therapist the other day and he says, hey, I don't think you have to come back. Here's three exercises. You go already go to the gym, do them at the gym. And if in four weeks it hurt, your shoulder still hurts, come back. And I, my mind was blown, right? Like, I mean, I, I was imagining I have to come back twice a week. Here's how much it costs, even with insurance. And it was it's because the experience, right, was um it blew my expectation out of the water. And that's really what you have to do. Well, I know exactly can, why that happened. I can tell you, he was more concerned about you than he was about making money off of you. And that is so powerful when uh, that uh, I, somebody once said, you chase the money, you might make the sale. You chase the customer and the money will come. In other words, and by the way, chase may not be the right word, but if you're focused on the wrong thing, focus on your customer, what they need. And you know what? I believe very firmly in it, what goes around comes around, the, the idea of abundance. I tell my clients all the time, you're looking to make a major decision with the speaker you're going to hire for your meeting. I, I think I would do a great job as your opening keynote speaker. But if for some reason I'm not the right guy, you're not going to offend me. It's your meeting. I went, you, I went to, so here's what I offer to you. Tell me, is it budget? Is it is it a different topic? I will help you find someone. It doesn't matter. And they go, really? And I said, and, and if you're looking at three or four other people, tell me who they are. And this, I love saying this. If if I like them, I'll tell you I like them. And that's going to make your decision tough. If I uh, don't know them, I'll tell you I don't know them. If I don't like them, I'll ask you who else is on the list. <laughs> Once again, I won't talk bad about anybody. It's, you know, you have to be honest with people. You have to be helpful. And I'll tell you this. I did not even leave the parking lot. And I left a five-star review on Google for that uh, physical therapy practice, right? And and now my opinion about physical therapy is way different than it used to be. I'm like, oh, yeah, that works great. And if it, well, you and know if what, it doesn't you know, get... Your opinion of somebody good doing it. Because there are plenty of people that are going to want you to come back again and again and again, knowing your insurance is paying for it. Right. And if it's necessary, that's fine. But I'm just, you know, think about how do you create those experiences? How do you go above and beyond? And I know sometimes people wonder, how do I do that? You know, what do I do? Uh, but you just have to figure out what are people trying to get out of it? What's their goal? And, you know, kind of go from there. You know, the ethical upsell is kind of the way I look at it. Uh, you know, I say there's many uh, physical therapy, chiropractors, a dentist's office, that they're in the business of selling you the services they have. And they will try to do what they can to get as much out of you as possible. I don't have a real problem with that if it's done for the right reason. Um, I, I give you an example, Ace Hardware, one of my favorite companies to do business with, to write about. Uh, they're, to me, a rock star in the business. If you go in to buy a can of paint at an Ace Hardware store, they're going to ask you, do you need brushes with that? 
<laughs> because if you get home and you don't have the brushes, you're not going to be mad at the person from Ace Hardware. You're going to be mad at yourself. However, it's going to taint the relationship enough that it, they don't even want you to have that. So they're going to make sure, you know, I, I jokingly say you you're you're basically telling the customer you don't want them to come back. And, and it, at least for that moment, you want them to come back for other things, but you want to make sure that when they get home, they have everything. That to me is the right way to upsell and cross sell what it is a customer might need, spend a little bit more money, go to McDonald's. Would you like fries with that? If they don't offer me those fries and I forget, I'm missing out on one of the greatest pleasures of life. <laughs> well, you're probably not going to catch me uh, not ordering fries at McDonald's. But when you were just mentioning that, I was thinking about when we were just buying, we, we just bought a new, uh, a new washer and a dryer at Lowe's. And he says, hey, depending on your setup, you probably also need this and this and this and this, and maybe even this, what, what, what's the setup. And I'm like, I would have never thought about that Chef, yep. ever. Right. And he wasn't just upselling me something because he wanted to sell something, but I would have been mad when they brought it by and I could, they couldn't hook it up because I didn't buy that one screw or the one thing. So uh, very, very relevant. We bought a washer and dryer uh, for a new home and, uh, the guy never asked us how big our doors were. And we were in an older way. Well, our new home was an older home uh, and it had smaller than usual doors only by a couple of inches. You wouldn't even notice it until you try to get the washer and dryer into this one area. And literally we had to take off the door frames in order to make it happen, which cost an extra X number of dollars. And you know what? I thought about it. Let's just return the washer and dryer and let's get one that fits. That would have been the easy solution, but then it would have been been, been waiting. Want to move on to another topic? What role does good branding play in customer experience? You're a marketing guy, so marketing and branding kind of go hand in hand. And while we have you, I want to know the answer. You know, uh, branding is sometimes undervalued in some companies, and you do need a good brand. And that is not just the logo, not just the colors, but it is also the colors and the logos, right? How do you, how does your brand look? How does it feel? Um, what does it stand for? So it, it's all those things uh, together. How accessible is it to people? How easy is it to consume the content and and connect with you? So all these different things go hand in hand. Uh, and some people say, well, your brand is what people say it is, but but you you do have a, a, a vote in the matter. And that is by how do you create the experience so people feel the brand? Uh, but you have to kind of, you, you have to define it and then you have to teach people and you have to coach people. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example at, you know, Vox Pop Me, my day job, you know, it's a very playful brand and that's kind of how we all behave. Even if you go like, look at MailChimp, very playful of a brand, right? So if you reach out to them, that's kind of how they, how they behave. Maybe the other one that you and I certainly can relate to, I think you fly American Airlines just like I do. But when I message with them, you know, they say, I, I'm like, oh, I put in for this system might upgrade or whatever. And and they'll say, yep, looks great. Um, our wings are crossed. You know, they're just kind of playful instead of saying our fingers are crossed, our wings are crossed. I like and that. they always have, you know, they always have fun little um, things like that when they're talking to you. Yeah, I'm a big fan of American. You know, I think when you fly on an airline, any airline, uh, just to, uh, there's going to be people out there that are going to say, American Airlines, are you kidding me? Well, you could say that about any airline. When you've been flying long enough, you know there's good and bad in every situation. Oftentimes, it's not the airline's fault, but it does inconvenience you. 
you know what? We can't help it if there's bad weather. We can't help. Well, the mechanical is a mechanical, but you know what? I'd rather find out about the mechanical when I'm on the ground rather than up in the air. So I'm happy to sit around for an extra hour while they fix it. Um, hey, what is your, do you have a specific definition of what a brand is? Well, a brand is, you know, it it, it is what, how, what your brand stands for. It is how your brand behaves in public. And, you know, what, what's its purpose? Um, how do you show yourself? You know, like, I mean, I'm my brand, Shep, forever and ever has been how, storytelling. And when I go back to even my journalism days, same thing. I always look for new ways to tell that same old story, right? There's a winter storm coming. How do I tell that story differently? And that's been my brand. So you have to kind of figure out what do you stand for? That doesn't always need to be brand activism, honestly, even though it could be, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. But what are you trying to do? What's your purpose? How are you going to help people? And then how do you interact with people? And then the other thing is you have to live up to that you know, brand promise. You can't just say, hey, we're the best at whatever. And then when people actually buy your product, it stinks. To your point, I believe that everything you just mentioned about the brand is going to create a better experience. Uh, then you also just threw an extra thing in there. And that is um, at the very end, you said, are, are you keeping your promise? My definition of a brand is a brand is a promise to your customer. A good brand keeps the promise to the customer. And then the customer gets to decide whether you did or you didn't. And different customers are going to have different expectations. One's going to say, well, I wish you would have done this. And the other one's going to say, well, you're crazy. Why would you want that? So not every customer is the right customer, uh, but you have to go for the masses. We are basically out of time. And I always ask the same last question. You know what it is. You said you listened to the show a number of times. So Let's hear it. Your final one nugget of wisdom. You know, at the end of the day, it comes back to what is your story? How do you connect with people and how do you engage with them? And that should, you know, carry through whether you're a customer service rep or whether you're in customer experience or you're a marketer or you're on the social media team. By the way, social media managers are way more involved in customer service nowadays than they yeah. used to in years past. Um, so you really have to get that straight and you have to make sure, especially the bigger you grow, the harder it is to kind of live that story through all those different channels. But make sure you got that straight. Make sure you live it. Make sure you you create a good experience for your customer. Well said. Well said. Christoph Trapp, this is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Shep. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. That wraps it up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. And we will be back next week with another great interview. Until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.